This is Fans on the Run, a podcast made by, for, and about Beatles fans. And now, here's your host, Ethan Alladay. Welcome, 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 welcome back to Fans on the Run. That time I said it six times. I said my welcome six <laughs> times. It's usually three. Once I did five, that was a mistake. I'm not learning from my mistakes. I, I'm right. just, you know... I just go for it even Going more. With the flow. Going with the flow. All right. Thank you, mystery guest. So <laughs> we have a guest for you today who uh, you, it's quite a treat. How would you describe yourself? Oh, my goodness. And don't uh, worry if you if you blank out. I already have a description for you. Good. I, I, I'd probably just as soon hear that. All right. We have an incredibly talented musician with an enormous and for or varied repertoire performed almost exclusively on 12 string guitar plus he's just a humble genuinely nice human being and he's a staple of the late night after hours jams at the chicago fest for beatles fans daniel phillips aka big d welcome to the show well thank you very much brother and I, i i thought that was excellently put I wouldn't have ever said that about myself, but I do appreciate it. If you want to know a little uh, behind-the-scenes secret, do you want to know who helped me out with that description? Well, I'm just going to probably guess that he could be from Pennsylvania. He, he could be from Pennsylvania. His, <laughs> his beard could be a color other than normal. Yeah, it could be. Could be uh, Scotty, uh, Scott Erickson yeah. is one of those guys that I met through, through Beetle Fest that I would have never, ever met in 100 years had I not just you know been playing one night and got to know him so that's a perfect example of what the fest has done for me scott er- scott erickson friend to you and friend to me all right so how are you how have you I'm been doing... handling this quarantine lockdown thing yeah you know you know like probably everybody i mean i, I didn't think it was gonna i didn't necessarily think it was gonna last all summer but uh you know, fortunately for me, my job was one of those that, that I got to keep working in and at a university and, and uh, basically in a building with nobody else. So I've been fairly uh, not hurt too much by it. Of course, as a musician, I've I lost every gig I had. And, and that's the that's my main income. So mm-hmm. but the the Internet, you know, I was hesitant to even start doing it. And several people suggested I did the Internet thing. And that turned into well, your live jams are awesome. That turned into such a such a blessing you know i would have i just i don't i didn't think i had the confidence to do it and it is odd because you're just you're singing into the wall essentially yeah. shouting but, into the uh, void well the weirdest thing is in between songs you know you the song ends and you're just used to hearing somebody either yeah, say like, that was Whoa! terrible or you know yeah you're used to that and then all of a sudden it's just silence but the home of the air conditioner or yeah dogs outside barking or just or the like birds the dings of the facebook notifications <laughs> yeah and so now I'm at the point where the gigs were, in Indiana at least, we're, we're doing the stage where we're, you know, you can have 50%. And, uh, and of course, there, the virus is, is still, you know, it's, it's still popping up and getting worse in some places. So I've got gigs booked to replace the gigs I lost in July. And then now they're canceling and I'm, I'm getting other. I mean, it's, it is very difficult because you, you can't, you don't know when, you really don't know what's going to happen. And I, and I understand the bar side of it. They're, they're not sure what's happening either. Yeah. So I'm doing a lot of private parties uh, in July. I'm just going to take this opportunity to say if you're listening out there, wear your fucking mask. No kidding. If I, there are, I, I keep hearing excuses for why people don't wear masks. Yeah. 
And it's they're all so full of shit. Like, well, I tell you, the, the gig I just played, I I didn't see anybody in the place with, with a mask. Mm. Uh, but but that's it was one of those. Uh, yeah, I don't know what people are thinking. Fucking smooth-brained people. Well, it's not going to go away. I mean, I think that's been I think that's been shown. Yeah. Uh, and the more and more there are get-togethers without it, the, the worse it's going to get. And you know, they're fearing that it's just going to end up shutting everything down again. Yeah. Uh, that'll well, be terrible. It also is probably just social Darwinism, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, on a lighter note, let's talk about the Beatles. Oh, gosh. Who are they? No, that's a, that's a different group altogether. Yes. Yeah. I was always a Stones guy. Really? Just kidding. Okay, Just good. Kidding. I have a bunch of Stones records and Kinks records. but Oh, I, I love the guy. Stones and the Kinks. Their Satanic Majesty's Request is one of my favorite albums. Yes. That's a very controversial choice, but Indeed. I will stand by that, and I will fight. You're in a rarity there. Well, I, I, I'm a big fan of half the album. Right, The right. other half is unlistenable, but when it's good, it's good. <laughs> That's right. Like the Bill Wyman song, In Another Land. Fantastic. It's, it's just a fact it's Bill, it's Bill Wyman, you know, what can you say? Yeah. He, he doesn't ever get the light shined on him. Shown on him, I should say. Yeah. And especially with such a song like In Another Land. It sounds mm -hmm. like it could have been on like the first Sid Barrett Pink Floyd album. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's that's what it reminds me of. Mm -hmm. So it was ahead of its time. Uh, I, I, I'm i going to keep sidetracking myself because I, I, I'm just going <laughs> to ramble about how much I love Sid Barrett's stuff. No, we could roll into that easy. I, Hey, I, my like you say, my 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 uh, I my list of songs to dial from is is loaded with with Floyd and, I mean it's it's I learned a little bit about everything. What's your favorite uh, early Pink Floyd song? She was now see. It's been such ages, and I still have I got on vinyl the, what uh, what album had C Emily playing all that on there? Uh, since you're American, I'm gonna guess Piper at the Gates yeah. of Dawn. Yeah, that's the one I got on vinyl, and it's been ages since I've, I rarely play anything from that because nobody really knows it, but mm -hmm. so you'd show up and yell at it. Yell oh, me to play it. I would show up and yell at you. I got one guy in this town that that's, that's his whole goal in life is to get me to play a set of Sid Barrett. That, that's a fantastic goal. But then I think he'd be the only person in the building that would even have a clue what, what it was. I mean, the songs are good songs regardless, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't get too, I, with the 12-string by itself. You I wouldn't get, get booed off, off the that. stage. I mean, I, I do a lot of, oh, you know, the Dark Side of the Moon era stuff, too. Yeah. That's usually more what I I do, really. But, you know, I if I was there and I heard you kick into Arnold Lane or something, well, I can do Arnold Lane. It's on the list. I would just about shit my pants. I haven't done that in in ages. Now you know I'm gonna have to get, I'm gonna have to get a guitar back out and, and make sure I know how to play it because yeah. I expect you're probably gonna oh, request. that. I'm gonna request that tomorrow night. <laughs> I'll be working on it tomorrow. Fantastic, but oh, again, I'm gonna side. I'm gonna ramble about early Pink Floyd, and right. why I have you know deep disdain for dave gilmore even though i love him for oh yeah you know it's not his fault that sid barrett no not in the group. he walked into a i mean he he walked into a great situation and i'm sure the pressure was immense on him yeah doing it but it's a shame barrett yeah. didn't get to experience the success level mm -hmm. but he, we did get some good albums from him like the mad cat oh Laughs. sure 
not a big fan of the second one, but I, right. I love the madcap laughs. I'm going to have to get it all back out because it's been ages. I don't think I have much of his solo stuff hardly at all. Well, it's hard to find. Yeah. Well, the 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 Piper album I got was just at some party a guy a guy had, it, and I was like, man. I I yeah. rarely like to buy things off of eBay, but yeah. um, I did buy a. Not an original, but an early British pressing of Piper at the Gates of Dawn, which right. didn't have C. Emily play, but it had. Well, that's what the. Yeah, it had yeah, that's, Astronomy that's did Domini. Or, oh, I yeah, don't, yeah. I don't even know how to say that. I Just, forgot how cool that song You know, as soon as I get done with this, I'm going to have to get. i have to get all that back out. Oh, please do. You're messing with my night. Before I go back to the Beatles, are you familiar with the Dukes of Stratosphere? I I am. Isn't the guitar player, uh, is that the guy that the Jorgensen guy plays for? Or am I got the wrong band? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, Dukes of Stratosphere is just XTC under a different oh, name. Oh, well, I know. That's probably somebody different. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, used to play... There's, I've got a couple of them on my list, but I can't think of. Ever since I had, ever since I had John Montagna on my show, and he brought oh, up, yeah. he brought up the Dukes of Stratosphere to me. I can't stop listening to them. Well, see, I'm gonna, I'm writing this down right now on my little list of things to check out when I get out of, here, when I get done, and that'll be. I've heard the name before, but yeah. I don't think I've actually check, checked it out. Check out their first uh, EP, uh, Twenty Five O'clock. It's if you like that really trippy british psychedelia right you'll love it well it'll be right up my alley then all right beatles 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 <laughs> when did you first discover the beatles well let's see ethan it was a long long time ago in a galaxy uh, far far away yes yes uh, you know being i'm in my 50s the beatles and i was born in the 60s i really i really don't have any recollections of them as they were the Beatles in the sixties. I, mm -hmm. I, my parents tell me that I, I sang uh, yellow submarine quite a bit when I was three or four years old. And I remember seeing the Hey Jude revolution 45 that a friend of mine's brother had, mm -hmm. I think really the first time I really knew was my dad had a cassette tape. He recorded off the radio mm -hmm. looking back on it. I think was, I think it was probably when they, they broke up. Mm -hmm. There were all the all the radio shows were coming out with a history of the Beatles and then look back at the Beatles and so I had this little yellow tape which I still have mm -hmm. to this day and I would play it constantly and so my mom in '73 uh, she brought home the the red album the the double album mm -hmm. and uh, then the, then I begged her and begged her and begged her for the blue album the next day and that's that's really were you know. I think Please Mr. Postman was my favorite, and it wasn't on either one of those albums. And so for me, from 73 on, I think I picked up a, a ukulele and started learning how to play with the records. We didn't have, you know, tablature or anything like that in those days. You just you had to put the needle on the record. Mm -hmm. So you're in Canada. Do you remember Klaatu by any chance? I, I do remember Klaatu. I love Klaatu. I have everything Klaatu's ever released. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Klaatu. I only have one of the Klaatu albums. It's probably the one with the big sun on the front. Yeah, and yeah. it's on Daffodil Records. Yeah, that's great because that's you know that's the original label. Mm -hmm. It's not a first pressing because I know the first pressings didn't say Klaatu. Well, in in, in Canada they didn't. They did mm -hmm. in America, you know, but. 
Well, yeah. in America, it was on uh, what? Capital, wasn't Capital. it? Capital. You know, everybody thought it was the Beatles, man. I, me and my dad yeah. listened to that over and over and over, trying to decipher who was who. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's good music on oh, its own. Yeah. I love calling occupants. Oh man, that whole of interplanetary that whole album. I mean, it's and then the next one was Hope, which was complete. You know, it was a different. It was orchestrated and uh, and. You know, if you get a chance to get them, I mean, all of them are only one that's kind of weak is their fourth one. And that, that one was, you know, they just they were basically told to have a hit. Well, and, the good thing here is how hard is Klaatu out or how hard are their albums to find in oh, the States? You know, I bought them when they came out. I didn't even know that the fifth one had been released until I joined like an audiophile group that was all Canadians. I'm a member <laughs> of it now, you know, and they were like, you've never heard Magenta Lane. I went, What? I didn't even know anybody who Klaatu was, you know, from down here. Because you can Cause find them in, in the record bins here for like five bucks a pop. Oh my gosh! Well, I don't think I don't think I've got a Daffodil one at all. I think all of mine are are Capital, and they re-released them all, and they redid them all on digital, cleaned them up, and I mean I've got all of them on CDs, and there's been a couple of sets put out with some kind of like anthologies of Klaatu, <laughs> which which I've got all that. You stuff. know. Next, next Beetle Fest. If we're both going, I'll bring you a Daffodil Clatu album. That'd be that'd be freaking awesome. Yeah, they're they are very much not hard to find here. Well, I can't say I see them at all down here. You know, but most people. Well, Daffodil do. Records didn't exist in the states. No, no, no. And I know I know a couple of the guys. You know, Jamie Vernon. I don't know. If he, he played in some bands up. He kind of had his own record. Tar- Target, I think. Bullseye, oh. Bullseye Records. And he kind of re- really re-released some of the stuff. So he sent me a crate of records one time of a bunch of Canadian kind of hard rock type stuff, which I love, Gatto and stuff like that. Oh wow! I I know uh, Daftil also did some fantastic reissues. Yeah. Some of the only reissues of the immediate record stuff that came out in England. Right. So all of the good small faces, Amen Corner, P.P. Arnold. Yeah. That. All that I would good stuff. I would love to go to Canada and hit one of them damn shops is what I'd love to do. Well, I didn't say you could find those <laughs> issues easy. Right, right. <laughs> you know, and if anyone's going to be finding, the, uh, you know, some repressing of Ogden's Nut Gone Flake oh by the small faces, I'm going to be buying that record. I've got it twice down here, but they're, you know, that's the coolest record sleeve in the planet. Oh, I have a British pressing from about 75. Yeah, I think I've got minor or later. I think they're re... One of them was a, was the, the special, um, oh, the <laughs> vinyl's thick. Uh, it's on the shelf right now looking over there. I got two of them, but one of them yeah. was the was the super thick when they... they I can't think what you call that. Uh, half, half speed. Yeah, 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 gram? yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's such a fantastic album. I know. I guess what what's the one that's the big hit off of that? Uh, Lazy Sunday. I, I I do one of them off that album. It's the one everybody knows, or if they if they know any small faces, that's the one they they tend to well, recognize. I know the big hit over here was Ichiku Park. Yeah, that's it. That's but the that one. wasn't on. It's not on that album. No. Oh shit! It was a single from like '67. I wonder if they added it on this reissue because it sure awesome. does seem like it's on this thing well i mean the small faces stuff you know i love them some of it kind of sounds like the same sure yeah jam rock you know 
jam rock. Well, it's, I, I love all that mod stuff from the 60s, especially when they started taking uppers and the the music got really fucking trippy and up like fast. I, well, I was reading, I just read Dave Davies's book a second time and reading all about the kinks. And I don't know how anybody was alive from those days. Oh, everyone was on speed. I don't understand how anybody lived through all of that. Yeah. Love Dave Davies. My favorite oh, kink song is actually a Dave Davies song, technically. Death of well, a Clown. Yeah, well, that was that was a great tune. I just I just put the book down not more than a week ago. And then I went on a big kinks listening stage. Dry. I can't yeah. sing for shit, so I can't I shouldn't even try. <laughs> well, I like this no delay stuff now. I can I don't have yeah. to think about it. For the listeners at home, because I'll have edited this out, we were yeah. experiencing, we, uh, if I could say the words, uh, we were experiencing some technical difficulties, but now everything is smooth sailing. Or, or as I say, welcome to the world of Big D. Welcome to the world of Big D. Yes. Tagline for that, ep- tagline for the episode. Yeah. Anyways, Red and Blue albums, please, right. Mr. Postman. You were saying something well, about those. Yeah, it wasn't on that album, and that was probably my favorite. And <laughs> But I, every day I would come home from school, and we had a little Panasonic uh, turntable, and I, I would just stare at the album. And, you know, I really liked the early stuff. I think I was 12. And uh, so it became a thing in my family every time, my, you know, my parents would, my birthday, Christmas, you know, anything like that, they they would, that's what I would get. I would get a Beatle album. I think the next one I got was the Parlophone uh, Beatles for Sale. Really? Which, yeah, which was, you know, you didn't see that one. They, she had went to Chicago for some reason and brought that back. And it had the gatefold and it was a different, I mean, I the sound was already a lot better than any of their other records. And then and, 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 uh, 76 came along, 1976, and it was a resurgence. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the Rock and Roll album came out that, oh, yeah. that the album didn't look, I mean, it was, I still got the, the silver. The album cover looks like Oh, my shit. Lord. Well, it looks like it should be a Beach Boys record. Oh, yeah. Well, a surfer record, but it had songs It like looks I, like something that would come from one of Mike Love's wet dreams. You're exactly right. Yeah. But, so then, even my local store started carrying every Beatles album. Everyone, because I, I bought all the books, so I knew what they were. I was, man, I, I, I got to get this, I got to get that. I think I got Meet the Beatles at one time earlier. Uh, I, before that happened, though, my dad got me the White Album. And so that would have been the first time I, I remember kind of being, I guess the word is scared of it, because I had read the Helter Skelter book. I had heard all about the Manson connotations and all of that, as, as untrue as it all was. Mm-hmm. Still, you can't help but hear it when you're 13, 14 years old. And you know, dad called me from the, the, wherever they were at at a party and said, what are you thinking of? And I said, well, I, you know, I, I totally back in the USSR was, was great. Dear Prudence was kind of cool, but glass onion just kind of freaked me out. You know, now it's mm-hmm. probably in my top three easily after that, but the white album, what the, what the fuck even is a glass onion? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't know what a dovetail joint is. I, I didn't know what any of that stuff was. And then the sure little, you don't the little wild, the wild glass, the wild honey, you know, oh, that yeah. one, I was like, what? And happiness is a warm gun. And I mean, that was, 
And of course, I was praising George Harrison's guitar work on While My Guitar Gently Weeps, you know, bragging oh, yeah. to my buddies, you know, Ace Fraley, who's that? You got to hear this, only to discover it was, you know, it was Clapton late years later. Right. I, I'll take it you weren't insulting Ace Fraley, though. No, 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 no. I'm yeah. an Ace Man. I'm an Ace uh, Man. I, I'm an Ace Man. Even though I was a Beatles guy, you know, yeah. around the, around me, everybody in my age group, we had Aerosmith and Sticks and, you know, back when Sticks and Kansas and, and Journey were, were much more hard rock and yeah. band than they, than they became. So I had to, but I did have the battles with my Kiss friends, you know, Gene Simmons is God. And I say, no, no, John Lennon. And we, we'd have those battles, but yeah, by far, Aces was my favorite solo album of all of them by far. Well, it's, it's the best, it's favorite. the best one. By far. Yeah, it's not even one cut. Like the only competition is, you know, there's some songs on Paul Stanley's that are all right. He's got a couple I can listen to, you know. Well, one of them's got Mitch Weissman on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I met Mitch a few times. I got a great Mitch story, actually. Oh, well, I'll make it quick. My mom, unfortunately, is a smoker (laughs) and she ran out of cigarettes and she went down to get them at at the Hyatt, and you know they were everything up there is three times more expensive than anything. Well, of course. And she's at the counter, and the guy says this, and she doesn't bring she doesn't bring her down her uh, credit card, so she she has no money. Who would be standing there but Mitch Weissman? And what would he do? He <laughs> laid down the cash for my mom to buy those cigarettes, which I thought oh. was ultra cool. So I saw him the next day and and thanked him for it. And her, his girlfriends are whoever she was, she said, you know, I'm, I'm glad nobody gets to see that side of Mitch very often. Well, that's but, nice. Yeah, he, he was pretty cool. He was pretty cool. I've been trying to get Mitch on the show. Uh, so by the time this episode comes out, I may have already recorded an episode well, with him. He will have a lot more stories to tell you than I will for sure. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're big D. <laughs> well, that's true. But think about what Mitch Wiseman has seen and done. Yeah. So, White Album scares you. Well, it did. I mean, I was a kid, so, I mean, uh, you know, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I was so used to She Loves You and From Me to You and Misery. I mean, I got introducing the Beatles, too, pretty young on. My, my family was smart, you know. They, they didn't go for the obvious ones, and I didn't get <laughs> Rubber Soul and, and that till probably like that 76-year I begged and begged and begged because the albums were all there. They were on the bins looking at me. And mm-hmm. I said, I'll never get these again. Uh, there were some Odeon, you know, from Germany. That mm-hmm. they're, I don't know why they were there. They, they were from all over the world. And and uh, I said, I'd do all sorts of chores. I'd do whatever I had to do. And so Christmas came, and they they wouldn't let me know. And I got, like, a couple of boxes, and you knew they were records. And they, they apologized. Says, we really wish we could have got you more of them, but we couldn't. And of course, I feigned disappointment, and then and then the last big present of the day, you know, was this big box, and there was like twenty five Beatles records in it. So I oh, was wow, twenty five. I, I was in freaking heaven. I mean, there's a picture I have of me upstairs. I was a little cove in my parents' house, and I'm holding the Let It Be album, and I just had this complete shit eating, you know, <laughs> look on my face with my dark rim, you know, Elvis, uh, Elvis, uh, Buddy Holly glasses. And I was freaked because, you know, in, in the Let It Be album, at one point they sing, oh, Danny boy. Da, 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 and I was like, oh, shit, they just said my name. So, yeah, I'm very, very lucky because my parents supported, you know, who else is going to buy? Because they'd already bought 
you know, finally 10 other ones, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, I had about all the Beatle records by by the time I was 15. And then it was, and then it was, I did grow up with John and Paul and George, you know, putting out records and Ringo. Ringo's first, you know, the Ringo album. and Yeah. 33 and a third was was right in the prime of my life. Of course, Wings was, you know, Band on the Run and uh, Venus and Mars. Band on the Run? Never heard of it. Uh, yeah, I don't know where where that one came from. I, I, yeah. I'm pretty sure that was the Birds, I think. Now that yeah. I think about it. So I grew up in that era, you know. Now you're going to get me thinking about the fucking Birds. Yeah, I'd, I'd love the Birds, dude. I'm a 12-string player. How can you not love oh, the I Birds? Lo- I'm, I'm a 12-string player, too. I bought an electric... Yeah. 12 string yeah. and the first thing i played was turn 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 oh they got to yeah oh, you yeah. got to play turn turn mr tambourine man and yeah i mean he still has the greatest yeah 12 string tone that of, banjo picking kind yeah. of style and it's I, i'm still yearning for a jangle box one of these well, days oh uh, yeah well one of my friends here he bought a I don't know what is it a 330. I'm I'm not sure what the model number is, but 330 it, or a 360. He took it to St. Louis where McGuinn was playing, and he and he signed his his pick plate. Oh wow! Picked on it a little bit. And I said, so McGuinn has touched this guitar. And unfortunately, he pawned that thing, and I I told him, I said, you ever ever gonna do anything with that? Let me know. But that's how that go. I don't even own a Rickenbacker. That's you know I need that's my probably my dying wish. I have a Rickenbacker copy. Well, it's, I take... well, it's not in working order either. Uh-oh. It's sitting in my closet. And it doesn't have a bridge on it. I need to put a new bridge. I need to put a new tailpiece. I think I need to refinish it. Oh, you got a lot of work to do then. Yeah. I just Elect- don't see him down here. Uh, up in Chicago once, uh, John, the guitar player, uh, I was going to fill in with somebody and, and they asked if I could get her. I had one I didn't and, and John said well just take this one but just handed me his Ricky oh wow and then he said he knew a guy that was going to sell one and I just didn't I just you know they don't go cheap oh no uh, they don't so I just but he let me ha- I had the thing all night in my room it just sat there in his glory I took a whole bunch of pictures of it it was almost like a pinup poster I I laid it on the pillow I I put it across the blankets I put special lighting on it and all that kind of stuff my buddy has a has a 330 and yeah. he loves it, but you know, hopefully, I can get my knockoff in working order. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's, that... it's a Tokai, so oh, like those yeah. things are good quality, but yeah, it I just mean, doesn't have a bridge. Just to have that thing plate that has that Rickenbacker on it, I just don't see him around here in my neck of the woods. I, oh, you don't, you barely see him up here either. Yeah, just... I, I was lucky because every day. I, I would ha- get in the habit of uh, the Canadian equivalent of Craigslist, Kijiji. Right. I would just search Rickenbacker 325. Right. Uh, and then one day a listing came up for a copy of a Rickenbacker 325. Guy didn't know how much to charge, so he just charged 325. Oh. And so well, I, I, I never fucking clicked. Like, I'm interested fast <laughs> enough. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I really would like to do it. I, I, I mean, you can go on uh, eBay and you see them, but like you say, you're scared. You don't really know. Yeah. I think well, if I wanted one, I could. I have enough friends out there that, that I could find one. I just, yeah. I just can't lay down the. Well, and they make some decent copies out of China yeah. now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think like, the last one I that I got was a, a an SG 
It's a genuine Gibson. It's a 72. It looks, it's a, it's a custom. So it's three pickups. And that was a girl who's, who had it years ago when I saw it. And I said, if you ever get rid of this thing, I never thought I'd see it again. And one day she came out of nowhere and said, I'm in need of money. And she said, these things are like 3,500. I said, I can't, I can't do that. I think I ended up paying 1,800 for it. What? Yeah. For a 72 SG. 72 SG custom, triple pickup, mahogany. You'd lucky, you'd lucky, oh, it, it's, you'd it's, lucky it's, fucker. It's sitting, to, it's sitting to my left right this very second. Oh, does it have the, uh, well, no, it wouldn't because uh, it'd be too late. The Maestro Vibrola. No, no, no. It didn't have that. And it's, it's, the, the neck is a different, uh, they let me use it years ago in the band I was in. I played one night with it and, you know, I was like, holy crap, it feels different. It's the neck is a different shape <laughs> than, you know, cause I've got less balls and I've got V's and, and they all feel a little bit different. I don't know what they called that. If it's seen, I'm not sure what it was, but it's, you know, it's weird. A triple pickup is weird. I'm, I'm not used to triple pickups. Uh, the I'm, low. I'm eyeing up, you know, the, the triple pickup SG in cream with the Vibrola. Oh my gosh. I know, man. Is that the Mary Kay? Uh, yeah. I think. Those Less, are, oh no, the Mary be, Ford. Mary yeah. Mary Ford. Ford. It'd yeah. be Ford. It'd be hard to pick between the two. Yeah. If they're, they were right in front of me like that. I was getting confused with the Mary Kay Stratocaster, which is yeah. the blonde with the gold hardware. And that's freaking beautiful, too. Oh, it is. I just have to stop spending money on guitars. That's just all there is to it. Well, but, my, you my know. My wife says, you know, what else would you need? And I said, well, do I need, you got a pen and paper? Because, you know, I'd like to have this and like to have this. And yeah, I, I'm getting to the point where it's, there, there really is. I just got kind of on a... Do you have a Gretsch? I, that's just what I was going to tell you. I got a, it's, it's not top dollar Gretsch. It's like 900 Gretsch. It's, well, that's it's still a, a Gretsch. One of them electromatics. Uh, it's a, ele- yeah, it's electromatics. Exactly what it is. It's mm-hmm. got the, the, you know, the modern Bixby on it. And I got it not that long ago. And again, another friend who. who is it double who, cut or single cut? It's single cut. Ah. And it kicks ass. I mean, on my show, look, Maybe a month ago, I did. I tried to do a deal where I did while my guitar gently weeps on acoustic up to the solo, and then I hit the looper and picked up the. I picked up the Gretsch. I don't know why I didn't pick up the SG. Yeah. And and played the solo on that, which was pretty cool. But now people keep wanting me to do that, and it's it's hard to do that up here without messing everything up. Yeah. One I, of I these days, a, I yes. want to get one of those uh, Squire Classic Vibe Strats. Just right. so I can paint it like the Rocky Strat. Oh, that would be cool. Oh. I've, I've got an Esquire uh, uh, Tele that I could do that with. I just, I don't know the, I, I got a friend who did that and he dipped it into a barrel. Like had a bunch of paint in a barrel and kind of, he, he, he did some cool stuff like that. Kind of a you're tie-dye? More, you're, yeah, yeah. It, it came out, that's oh, random. He, I don't know how, it, it looked cool as hell. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he ever put it back together and worked though, but it looked cool. You're more adventurous than me. Um, I wouldn't say so. So, what do the Beatles mean to you? Holy moly. That's that's tough. It's always I, one of the tougher questions. Yeah, because uh, you know, uh, for for me, uh, it represents. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to think, put my finger on it. I mean, 
it uh, the first thing I think of is is I think of my my dad probably and, and my mom and I think of uh, it brings me back to my youth growing up because that's all I did was go home and play guitar and get in bands and uh, you know I went on the road and played in, in hard rock bands I played metal bands and so I went through the Iron Maiden and Scorpions and <laughs> and I did the big Southern rock thing with Skinner and Blackfoot and all that but it, it the circle always came back around the Beatles and I think anytime i need to feel good or anytime i'm if you're down or it seems like i i put on a beatles something beatles it's comfort music yeah and i think the other cool thing about the beatles is every album was just different i mean once you get past the first two or three yeah every every album had a different vibe and feel and, and like an album like revolver and really the white album and really all of them after that maybe not sergeant pepper so much hmm. but i mean you, you go from country to like for some acid. reason, this is kind of related. The Beatles for Sale album makes me feel like I'm sitting at a campfire. Exactly. I don't know why. It's well, that it's and side yeah, it's, B. It's that and side B of the UK help. Yeah, album. yeah, and I can only relate. You know, like I don't, I don't know how it was in Canada, but you know, we we got. I hated that too. I hated that they. I didn't know it at the time, but listening to Revolver now, you know, it's all it's all the yeah. UK stuff. No, we we got the we got the fucked up track listings in canada system, too and i know it didn't just happen to beatles i know uh, yeah. the suite and even in the 70s they they, yeah. they did that but i well but with I, the suite i think the album that you ended up getting here was a bit more bang for your buck if you just yeah, wanted I think so. to well because it had you know the it's single version of box or fox on the run and ballroom yeah. blitz yeah i didn't even know it had the, the funky version I mean, I just went through my sweet CDs last night and I was going back, you know, Coco and all that stuff that I, I they were the UK versions. Like, what the hell is this? This mm -hmm. is not on my, this isn't on this album that I've got on my shelf. And a sweet's I, another one I thoroughly, I, thoroughly love. I've been delving more into the sweet lately. You know, uh, I found in a 45 in my basement of this, in this box of 45s my dad gave to me for a birthday one year. And there was a, a 45 of uh, The Lies in Your Eyes. Wow. And I had never heard that song before. No. Well, they but, got a bunch of albums, you know, that I don't think sold nothing. Or if they yeah. did, they were they were they they didn't do much. And then I heard uh, Love is Like Oxygen. Oh, my Lord. Teenage Rampage. I saw Sweet, and guess who they opened for? Who? Yeah, Bob Seger. Oh, Wow. That and seems like a in, bit of a reverse. Oh, well, indeed it was. It was in the Terre Haute and everybody. Well, which suite did you see? Well, this is even odder because it was sweet. It was Love Is Like Oxygen Tour. It was that album. But the singer had been busted the night before in St. Louis and wasn't there. Mm -hmm. So there was three piece. Of course, the, the bass player, he and, sang. Andy Scott. Andy. Well, he sang and and uh, nobody in the place cared. They were there for Seeger. It, Seeger was the... He was the hot item back in those days, and oh. I was the only one in the whole place. I mean, I was like, every song was killing me, and they did a big giant drum solo because I later learned the singer wasn't there. People were booing and all sorts of shit, and I was like, this is this is sweet for God's sake. And nobody knew Love Is Like Oxygen. It hadn't really, it hadn't really hit FM radio yet. Wait, okay, no, I got that mixed up. Andy Scott is the guitar player. Well, I was gonna say, yeah. Steve Priest is and the bass just, player. And he, he just he just, just passed away. Yeah, and he was doing a, a sweet version, and 
Another guy was doing another arena. I think Andy Scott's doing a sweet yeah. version. Who had the sky high voice? Wasn't that the guitar player? That was, um, I, I don't know. I think it was the guitar player. I'm always looking at videos trying yeah. to see who's who's grabbing, you know, to try to squeeze those notes out. Because I can, I hear, I've heard live versions of both of the versions. And you can right. hear the, the really high stuff more in the Andy Scott version. But that could I just be they also have a backup singer. Well, and these days, these days electronically, you know, you can you can emulate that stuff pretty effectively. Yeah. Well, I well, think it's I think it's Andy Scott, really. Yeah. But love is like oxygen, man. Oh, especially the extended version. It, when it goes off into that whole other stuff. And I play that one in my shows sometimes, you know, if somebody says, because we used to play Fox on the Run and, of course, Ballroom Blitz mm-hmm. uh, and ACDC and stuff like that. But that's the one on the acoustic I like to throw out just to see who really knows their suite and who doesn't. Love is like oxygen. And I use the, you know, I use this this boss, uh, not this boss, this Digitech, you know, <laughs> a vocal pro thing that you got to program and a and harmonizer. So I, can, I can really get the whole giant thing going when I want to. Yeah, I, that's that's the greatest gift for a singing musician that has nobody else with them. <laughs> it's it borderlines on cheating, but you still have to sing it. There, it you're not cheating. Well, I tell the people that that say that I say you, you know I have to, you have to hit the note right, or you got four four part harmony of crap, yeah. and then you have to you have to play this stuff right because it follows what you're doing. It it takes some adjusting too. I don't like it to be over the top, you know. I like it to kind of be right in the back. But man, the first time I did it, you know, guy, you know, do nowhere, man, and so it 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 changes how it sounds. I mean, you're doing an eagle song, and and every verse has four part harmony it gets pretty boring when it's just you by yourself doing it. What's your opinion on Roy Wood? Well, I love wizard. Fantastic. I have two or three wizard albums and I've got, I've got a couple of move albums. Love the move. I, I love the move so much. I haven't, you know, you don't hear much of that. At least you never did hear much about it where I was at. Mm-hmm. I only found out I got a wizard album through the, you know, ELO connection what was the idle race is another one i, I think. love oh, oh, oh i yeah. love the idle race i've got an idle race record is that the only one they ever put out wait you have an idle race record i have it on vinyl oh jesus those are those are precious but i'm you know i'm sure i got it in and you uh, know some yeah. some somebody sold me i mean I, the only one know, that was, came out in north america was uh the birthday party I get, yeah, I think that's it. I could see the album cover on the top. If it Where was easy to, if it was easy to maneuver up here, I would, like, I would go look it's at it. Like the two guys, one of them's Jeff Lynn, and then there's two guys at the bottom, and they're standing in front of a an invitation. It's kind of a uh, is it like a purplish looking cover. Well, it it, it was like multicolored. It yeah, looked, that's that's yeah. definitely it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was kind of trippy a little bit looking at it. Mm-hmm. I listened to that maybe about a month ago because it's not something you really find mm-hmm. a whole lot of, even on the online. Morning sunshine. I didn't sunshine. know it was that. I didn't know it was that, yeah. know it was that rare. Morning sunshine off of I think it's side B is one of my favorite songs. Oh, ever. That's cool. And a wizard, you know, I, I've I went through the phase where I listened to a whole lot of. I, I don't know about you, but I just get in phases where I just go grab a pile and I'll, I'll go and just grab seven or eight records off the rack and just put them on wherever the fancy leads. And that's kind of how that happens is, is a wizard came through the ELO early ELO phase. Mm -hmm. And again, he doesn't get a whole lot of, he does, if you know any history, but 
the average person doesn't really realize. But when you listen to that first ELO album, it's like yeah. the sound is like half Roy Wood, you know, oh, no. 105.38 Overture. It's clearly where it came from, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, there's no question where Jeff, Jeff Lim took what he. It's just a shame again he didn't get he didn't get the notoriety that that. Well, he, he did get inducted get. with the rest of them into the Rock and Roll oh, Hall. Oh, I of did. Fame. I remember seeing that. He looked a lot different than the rest of those guys did. Oh yeah. A good old Woody though. He still looks kind of the same as he did in right. 1970. Which was which was insane. Yeah. Still with like he the should have been, crazy he been, hair. He, he should have been an Arthur Brown's. Uh, oh. That's who he should. That's who he should have been in. It was Arthur Brown. Arthur Brown. I am the god of hellfire, and I bring heavy, you. Heavy verb. Heavy verb. Oh yeah. Another record on track records. One of my favorite labels. Yeah. Well, we're we're gonna need a whole other show to talk about all the other music that we like. Well, I'm I'm thinking of this is going to break the fourth wall for any of our listeners. Um, (laughs) As of recording, I'm thinking of starting a new show. I've already Uh reached out to John Montagna for an episode uh, where I sit down with a guest. We pick an album and we go through track by track, just saying what we like, what we don't like. You know, just go track by track. Now that's that's putting yourself out there, too, because, you know, you're going to offend somebody somehow. I don't don't give a shit. It's my (laughs) show. That's right. Yeah. If they don't like it, then they can go listen to another show. That's right. They can be which, fans on the move. Yeah. Fans on the move. I am a fan of the move. Well, I was in high school. You know, we had I had a buddy and we would we would buy we would look in the import section in, in uh, I don't know what magazine it was. Might have been mm-hmm. Kerrang. That was kind of a heavy metals yeah. thing. Kerrang or each, cream. Yeah, we would buy we would pick ones and I'd buy a couple and he'd buy a couple. That way we would, we'd have four between us. And yeah, we would do that. We would sit down and act like we were, we were, we were, you know, critiquing it. You know, what do you think of this? And what do you think of that? And so we kind of did that kind of stuff. Not, we didn't have things like what you're doing here, which would have been cool because we would have done that. I'm sure Mm -hmm. we would record ourselves on a cassette player, you know, for our own enjoyment. So when you say you like the move, which kind of move stuff? is the move you like is it like the earlier or is it like the later california man well i loved california man because we did the cheap trick version of that for years on the road you know i'm not gonna i i I just i just tracked down an original british copy of the first move album from a local store and i was such a happy boy you know i would I'm thinking I lean towards the earlier stuff. You know, Flowers in the Rain. Yeah. Fire Brigade. It, it has been a while since I've put any of it on. Uh, California Man, I know, obviously, because mm-hmm. uh, that's the one that, you know, I remember when we learned it long, 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 when I had Cheap Tricks in color. That wasn't in color. Uh, whatever it was, it it was said it was written by it. I thought, well, wait a minute. That's not Cheap Trick. Mm-hmm. Who's that? And then that's when you go back and go, oh, well, hell, that's cool. And it's the, they also did the original version of Do Ya, which was later yeah, done by yeah, yeah. Uh, ELO, but also About later done by Ace Fraley. Fraley. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a good cover, too. It, I heard, perfect for Ace. I heard the Ace cover before I heard the original. Really? Yeah. So I had no idea who the move, or I, at the time, I didn't even know who ELO were. 
Yeah. Well, I knew ELO because Duya has that passage, and there she was with her. That one little section in the middle where the bridge is. It's one of my favorite ones in the world. I love, you know, ELO. I mean, I'm not a big fan of the poppy ELO later on, but yeah, uh, what a I new mean, world I, record! Man, that, that that one will new that world wins me record every time. Uh, out of the blue, yeah, El Dorado. And I, and I liked uh, I liked uh, Twilight. You know, uh, that was a little bit later on, but yeah. the first cut on that record, I remember we we would play that. You know, as a as a warm up thing uh, through the PA to because it just sounded humongous. You know, I actually really do like this is gonna this is gonna ruin all my credibility. The Xanadu <laughs> soundtrack. Well, I don't dislike. Well, I like the yellow parts. Any of it. I mean, Scotty and Erickson and I were we were hacking about this the other night to get uh, Chicago, because he was talking about that he loves Chicago, but he. I think he I saw liking, this. Yeah, he was like, yeah, he he was liking, he was. He knew him later. Yeah, there is an age difference, you know, and I didn't. Yeah. Think. Of course, then he played a great version of uh, one of the early Chicago things. I'm not familiar so much with the later years Chicago at all. I'm, I mean, I, I, I don't dislike it, but that's the way with a lot of the bands that I grew up with. They all kind of got into hit mode, Kansas and, and Queen and all of that. They they were so different by the end of them. You know, compared to what they were when I was growing up, I used to love to bring people to the house because we I know it's hard to believe this, Ethan. But after our gigs, we would actually get together and, you know, listen to records and, and drink lemonade and and eat Pop-Tarts oh. deep into the evening. And lemonade? So, yeah. Yeah. I would love to. It was electric lemonade. I yeah. love to uh, put a record on and say, you're never going to guess who this is. And, you know, it'd be fun to watch the younger people who, who just had no clue. Yeah. yeah. Well, this was this was Journey into the Future. Journey. That doesn't sound like Steve Perry because it wasn't Steve Perry. It wasn't in the band, you know, or, or Kansas, some big opus, you know, an eight-minute long, you know, the Prophet or something like that. And you just that's Kansas. Uh, that is Kansas. That's when in an old wooden nickel stick song, you know, something oh, off yeah. Crystal, or something off Crystal Ball or, or Equinox or, you know. Anything pre-Grand Illusion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I can even deal with Grand Illusion okay, but then, then it starts to... When we got into Cornerstone with yeah. Babe and that, I was well, gone. Then, then you get into Kilroy was here, and it's just well, self-parody. I, I, I was gone then. I was... I was. Yeah. That That's not the stick side. I mean, give me uh, give me a, a Sweet Madam Blue and and Light Up and that kind of stuff. But, mm -hmm. you know, they're not going to make any money doing that. So there's there's... Yeah. And Ario, from my neck of the woods, Ario Speedwagon used to play clubs, you know, in my neck of the woods. So did Cheap Trick. And, you know, they were terrific. Ario was. My gosh, live, they were they were phenomenal. And then they then they, then they got on the hit train. And just, to me, they became, a, you know, nothing of what they were in the 70s, you know. <laughs> but, I, you know, who's to, I'm not knocking them. I would want, yeah. I would want that dough, too. Yeah. There's someone, there's something for everyone. Yeah. 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 Now I, now I do want you on my new show whenever yeah. this happens. What album would we talk about? Oh my gosh. We've already named. Well, we, we've already <laughs> name dropped Piper at the Gates of Dawn. Yeah. It would, it would just be who you want to, because you'd probably want something that people would have, would have could argue with us about, I suppose. I, I don't care. I just want to pick an album that I, I would enjoy talking about. 
Well, we got to think about that one. There's yeah. too many. There's too many. To, there's too many to think yeah. about right now. But I you know, definitely chalk, we've we already, chalk me down. I'm into yeah. it. We've already talked about Piper. We've already talked about, uh, you know, well, the idle race. Train or, yeah, yeah. We, we're. It could be an ELO thing because that's that's kind of universal, you know. Yeah. All right, back to the Beatles. I'm gonna. Oh. Oh, who are they? Some I'm gonna hit you with some quick fire questions. All right. What's your favorite Beatles song? Again, that's a, that's an insane question to ask okay, a Beatles top, guy. Top five. If I if I had to go off the top, I'm gonna to sound like a Lennon guy because probably Dear Prudence is the one I always thoroughly thoroughly love. That's of all course right. I'd lo- and uh, and I'm a big Rain guy, a fan of Rain. I, I am a big Rain endorser too. Every I'm instrument only, uh, on that track, every instrument, the drums are fantastic. Ringo's I, I'm best. reading. Uh, I'm reading the uh, Rodriguez book, the Revolver. Um, I, I haven't read it yet. I'm, I'm yeah. halfway through it. Where they? Where I'm at the rain how, section. Where they? It's called like how uh, the Beatles reinvented rock and roll yes, or something yes, like that. Yes, and I'm, I'm digging it because it's, you know, I've most of that stuff. When you've been in the Beatles long as me and and a lot of people books are hard to find good books because mm-hmm. you've read everything. And I got about 140 Beatle books on the shelf. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, I thought so I was I, bad. I know I'm, I'm one of those idiots that it, even something like flock of seagulls, if I get the record, I've got to get all of them. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta find all of them. The collection is incomplete without every foreigner record, even though some of them I don't like, Yeah, I gotta have it. Now, now I'm I'm curious. You said you have about six thousand records. Yeah. What album would you say you have the most copies of? Oh my gosh! Well, it. You know, Beatles. I got copies of stuff because I can't resist when I find them. And yeah. you always want to. There's yeah. always differences in pressings and. Yeah. You know the, the labels are up, different. I'm relatively early into my collection, I'd say, compared to my lifespan. Um, yeah. And I already have about nine copies of like Rubber Soul. Wow. You got me beat. I, I don't think I've got, there's a couple of Zeppelin ones I've got two or three. I usually, but unless it's something special. Yeah. Unless, unless it's like a MoFi or, you know, yeah, cool the, Japanese the, import. If there's something different about the, uh, the, the the label or a misprint or like sometimes the, the Beatles logos here, sometimes it's on the, yeah. there and. The, the, and with the, Zeppelin, you'd want the for Zeppelin too, the Robert Ludwig. Mix. Yeah, so you're you got a lot of knowledge on that stuff. It probably, probably a whole lot more than I do. I think the Badfinger, I got everything on Badfinger, and I think I've oh, got two or, th- two or three of uh, two or three of of uh, you know uh, straight up. And I and, I'm a yeah. fraud. I don't have any Badfinger. Oh, I man. want they more are, Badfinger. They they are they are my tight number two. I mean. I probably would. Oh man, I don't think I should say this. You can say it. Well, I don't know. You can say it. Trust me, this I, is a safe space. I almost. I'm telling you, there are times that I would almost put on the bad finger before I put on Beatles. That's acceptable. Because the Straight Up album and No Dice and uh, the Ass album, and then the two Warner Brothers albums. Yeah, I'm not. I, I don't really sh- like the two Warner Brothers. Well, it, they. They, they got a girl on you, I suppose. I wish you were here. Well, didn't one of them not even have Pete Ham? No, they all had Pete Ham. Oh. Now, you know, uh, Joey left 
all of those albums had everybody except Magic Christian didn't have Joey hadn't joined yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but P, Joey left, you know, I think right after the last Wish You Were Here, the album that they come out with later, Head First, that, that didn't have Joey. And, and, you know, that's a hell of a story. And I'm friends with, you know, I've, I've, I'm going to say I'm friends with Joey. I've got friends who are friends with Joey. Mm-hmm. And I've, he seems like a heck of a good guy. But what a story that band has. Oh, yeah. But you, you, the albums are the songwriting. They're another band like the Beatles, which is, this is what I like about the Beatles, is that you've got three true songwriters. You can throw Ringo in there. I'm, I'm not dissing him, but I mean. Uh, peace and love, peace and love. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, and with Badfinger, you've got you've got Pete and Tom and, and Joey. you got three. And then the, their, Gibbons wrote some songs, too. I mean. I thoroughly love them. I mean, I probably know as many. No, nah, I don't know as many because they don't have as many. But I got a pretty long, extensive Badfinger uh, in my. If I could, if I could do a Badfinger night, I would do a Badfinger night. You should. Well, I might. Yeah. I might just do that depending on how things go here because you know, like I say, I, play every some, month it seems play like play some Magic Christian music for us. I genuinely had thought about honestly on my Thursdays because. You know, I was doing Saturdays, but now I got gigs on Saturdays. And I and I thought I'd just do the Beatle night the first Thursday of the month because I used to do that in town here right across the street. There's a bar. How convenient. <laughs> and uh, I, I didn't want to lose the, you know, I've gained so many people friends-wise. I would have never met you if it weren't on the online <laughs> thing, you know. So I, I thought, well, I'll just continue to do the Thursdays and I'm just going to try to pick songs and do them. But I had I had thought about doing a deal where I just played an hour of, you know, the Doobie Brothers, and the next time do an hour of Tom Petty, or yeah. you know, it'd have to be something that I know a lot of. But you know, I got over three thousand songs on my tablet, so I could I could do that. Play an hour of Dave D. Dozy Beaky McIntyre. No, I don't know if there's an I don't know if there's an hour of that available on my list. <laughs> I don't, I, don't even, I, do. I, I don't even I don't know if there's I, 10 minutes available in yeah, my Yeah, because, you know, those albums were only like 32 minutes long back in the 60s. Yeah. I only know two. like four of their songs. Yeah, I don't, I think you got me beat on that. I don't even, I don't think I even have that on, on record anywhere. Yeah. I have, I have some 45s, but that's it. Right. 45s is something I just, I have all the Beatles, you know, they're not, they don't have the sleeves. That's probably the next thing I'd like to collect is the sleeves. That's where the money's at, you know. Yeah. Well, I was able to. There's a record store in Buffalo. I was able to pick up about, I'll say, maybe 13 Beatles singles, all with like the picture sleeves. No kidding. Some of them were like, you know, a little beat up, but for about under 200 bucks. Well, see, I just, I don't even, I just, there's nowhere. I have to go online. And what I found really quickly was there's, there's fakes. Yeah. You know, and I don't necessarily even care. I, I just, I would just like to have, you know, the sleeve if I don't care well, if it's I, fake. I know that there's like fake ones for like, you know, Can't Buy Me Love because that one's like. That's the big one. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one, that's the one everybody but talks about. I don't think, end. I haven't really encountered any fakes of like normal stuff like help. Or, yeah, I've got help and I and I, I got the, the Don't Let Me Down. Uh, that one for some reason. Why I have it, I don't know. I had an aunt who, this is, my aunt was a 60s child, graduated mm-hmm. like in 69. And she was, she fit the, she was, uh, 
Oh, uh, George Harrison's wife, Patty Boyd. She was, she looked like a Boyd, had the blonde bangs to her. I mean, she, she'd be embarrassed to hear me say this stuff, but I would go see her when I was young, younger. And she had Simon and Garfunkel and Donovan and all Love of that Donovan. stuff on, on vinyl. And I would, I would, and, and then she caught religion real big and gave up all of her records. Oh. Well, who, who do you think got them? Well, of course, or me. And now, now she's, she's still a very religious person, but now she's eased up on it. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I still have, I still have those records on the shelf up. I got the turtles over here that, that came right from your collection. I think she had a Kinks album. So she uh, really was. Is the, it the turtles battle of the bands? Well, I have, I have probably four or five turtles on white. Is it white whale? White whale. I don't have, I mean, I got the one that was the greatest hits had dual album. It, it had that one. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've got that one, but I've got, some earlier ones well i love the turtles too i mean i love all of that stuff the thing i love i think what's made me successful as far as in this local area because i've been doing this a long time up here is that i love the 60s stuff mm-hmm. i love the beach boys surf stuff i loved the singer songwriter era stuff like i say i got into the southern rock stuff i, I got into the heavy metal stuff I got into power pop with the raspberries and, and, you know, uh, what's the other shoes and, uh, uh, star, uh, big star and stuff like that. So I got a wide, you know, I got a pretty wide range of things that I, there's hardly anything. I don't know everything, but there's hardly, I can usually please somebody, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, then they, unfortunately in my hometown, they, they try to, 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 they tried to, to, get by me with stuff and obviously i'm not going to know all of this stuff i mean i like abba i got no problems with it Love you know abba. i would have i would have i would have joined abba any way i could have to have stood behind those two girls in their spandex are you kidding me <laughs> tambourine i would whatever it needed to be air theremin i would have been the i would have been the man you would have had a hard time because their two husbands were also in the band. I know they would have been giving me the stink eye. I'm pretty sure. And since they were all got divorced, I will say this. I'm not a country guy. I'm yeah. not, I'm not, I don't, I get it blown an awful lot of crap in my neck of the woods. Cause I am in the middle of, you know, farmland USA when Johnny Cougars, Don Mellencamp is right down the road from us. Yeah. But I just, I just made a decision early on in, in my career that I was not, gonna do country i don't mind so much some of the older yeah. old old country like johnny and I don't, johnny cash and i and i really do like uh uh jason isbell and uh, i like that whatever they want to call that i'm not sure what it even is because it's 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 what's country today on the country radio it's, is it's that stadium you know yeah i mean it, it in my day music. that yeah i can't then i get a ton 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 of people walking up to me can you play this can you play that can you play big red tractor can you play can you play walking in memphis in a little red little red cup or and i just i just am flabbergasted by it well you, you mean you, you can't play that as well i could if i want but i'm just i'm just not can no what, on the what ju- you should do like, oh. is turn around and then start playing like c emily play <laughs> yeah so that or that green tambourine me. well i could do green tambourine but uh, yeah, I don't. so that's got me into some hot water because when I go into places, automatically I what, what kind of music do you play? You better know some Jason Aldean. I'm like, I you know I don't. Yeah. I, I can tell you now. I even used to put it on my flyers in the gig. No country, no karaoke. 
because they see my rig and they assume it's a karaoke setup and you know it's not you know you can go buy your own equipment and yeah come out here and sing karaoke if you want to i've had some terrible times with people coming up and singing because i'm a nice guy yeah and i and i'll and i'll you know if you got a table of people there and they're buying drinks and they're having a good time and somebody says you know jim over there he can he can do a pretty good home sweet sweet home alabama and i'm like ah, please but i you know if it helps keep people have fun I don't, I don't mind it but when they're terrible and they don't realize they're terrible and they insist on what else do you know i'm like ah, dude i'm sure scott has the same scott scott's a lot sterner than i am he he says they don't they don't get anywhere near my stuff or i have i have people walk right up on on my stage and grab a guitar I'm like what are you doing and i'm what? six foot four so i'm not i mean i could be imposing but i guess i'm pretty easy how would they not be put off by the name Big D? He can I, probably I, fold you up like a garbage compactor. Yeah, and I used to be three about three hundred pounds, so yeah, I could, I could, I I looked meaner than I really was. Yeah, but I don't know. My whole show is based on is is everybody having a good time and I getting them singing along and you know we do one night we'll do one one hit wonders where I don't know if you. Remember KTL Records? And oh, yeah. Probably have, probably have 40 of those. And so I, I would just play one-hit wonders and just see how many people would, can you name who this is and that kind of thing. So I really, I like the tables to be close. I don't care about dance floors. I want I want people right up in front of me so I can see their faces and mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And, and that opens you up to that kind of stuff, you know. Well, I'll take that. That's all right. The, it's usually, it's, every once in a while you'll get somebody up there who, who will really, really be good. And that, that's all right, too. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hit you with some more quickfire Beatles questions. All right. Did I ask you what your least favorite Beatles song was? Well, the obvious answer to that is Revolution 9, but I don't... That's uh, a cop-out. That's a cop-out. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of when I'm listening to a CD or something, what, sk- what gets skipped. Don't say Mr. Moonlight. Don't say Mr. Moonlight. I, that was going to be easy cop-out number two. I... I love that song. It's so cheesy. Yeah, personally, I I like it. I think that it's hard to sing that, and then that keyboard is. Oh, the keyboard's hilarious, though. <laughs> if I have to be honest, probably, man, oh man. I, I I probably the ones I dislike the most are the ones I've heard a billion, yeah, a billion times. I don't know. Yesterday, the long road. oh fuck that one. Long and winding road, and and and, and unfortunately, yesterday, my mother loves it. And, I, and I'll get people yesterday that came it. on the uh, radio the other day and I straight up turned the radio off. I, yeah, I'm the same way. Let, I, it, I, let it be probably happens. Uh, you know, the thing about it is, is when I talk to people who don't like the Beatles and I get I get some of those. That'll tell me big D, I, I can't stand the Beatles. I say, well, what do you what can you not stand? I just I just can't stand. She loves you. And I'll say, well, that's that, there's the problem. You're sick of the songs you've heard a thousand times. Just like I'm sick of the songs. I'm a Beatles guy. The last thing I want to get asked is, I want to hold your hand again. Mm-hmm. I want to play Don't Bother Me or, you know. But I said, I'm telling you, if, if you hear a Savoy Truffle off the White Album or Hey Bulldog, Hey Bulldog's the go-to. Because as soon as you play that, especially oh. the real, if you got if you can play it, as soon as you play that to a rock dude, oh, yeah. he's going, holy shit. Who is that? Well, that's the that's the. Hey, that's Bulldog the is fucking awesome. I know, and you know, growing up, I didn't, I didn't, because it wasn't on anything. 
I don't remember. I think the first time I heard that was on that rock and roll double album because I didn't have the 45s. Did, the, did that Rarities album? Oh, there he goes. Always a winner. You know, you need me to join in on that octave. Yeah. yeah the 12 string, the 12 strings are just over in the corner. There you go. That's why I like having the guitar on standby during these That's interviews. Always, I thought I I thought about hooking it up. I thought, well, maybe I'll just have it here just in case he says something. But I had I had gigs, and so they're still packed away. Yeah. But that's the go-to. That's the one I always do. And then 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 the, then if another one is they they don't like they're really psychedelic. They think the Beatles are all drugs and all that. And so then I'll play here, there, and everywhere or something along those lines. I say you know. It's fun to do that. The ones that think Lennon's the screamer, yeah, and that he ne- he never writes anything mellow, and that Paul's the ballad guy, and he never writes anything harsh. And then you're like, okay, well, check this out. I know. Fuck. I swear, I thought you were going to. She said. She said. Something. It's hard like to that. sing and play that one because it's, it's got that timing issue in it. That's another one. Hitting Revolver era. Oh, I love Revolver. It's the best Beatles uh, album. I, I'm I'm with you. I was a White Album guy for a lot of years, and uh, but I think coming down to it, Rubber uh, Revolvers probably. If I had to take one, I'd take the White Album only because there's two albums and I get more yeah. music. Well, to me, I feel like with the White Album, there's almost more filler. Yeah, I mean it. It wasn't. I mean Ringo says that it, that it was the most band that they'd been in a while but i you read all the recording and paul's in one room doing something and george is in the other room doing something i mean i i love it Mm -hmm. i don't know though the 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 worst song is that's a tough one because i don't really i mean i don't hear the inner light enough to really qualify that oh that that's uh, there are a few beatles songs which i find hard to categorize as beatles songs because there's well, only one on Beatles it. song, or there's yeah, only one just, Beatle on it. Like yeah, yes, just, yesterday is basically just a Paul McCartney song. Right, right. Uh, Inner Lights, uh, just a George Harrison song. Without you, within you, without you. I mean, I don't think it's nothing but George and a, and a bunch of Indian guys doing all the, yeah, all the parts. So yeah, I mean, there's there's a whole lot of you know. Obviously, we get into Abbey Road and stuff. There's there's stuff that that John didn't bother to show up for. So. It wasn't quite the harmonious situation I, that I, that I always thought growing up that it was, you know, when you yeah. start reading about no. John didn't show up or whatever. John was and on Paul his played. like four day heroin binge. Yeah. yeah, and Paul, you know, tells you know, ends up playing lead guitar on damn near everything on one an, al- an album, and you're thinking George couldn't have liked that. Mm-hmm. I'm going for the. I'm just embarrassing myself here. No, you're playing them. You're playing them right, though. Yeah, since, that could be a lot of work. Well, since you're a twelve-string player, what's your favorite twelve-string yes. Beatles song? Well, obviously, I mean, dear, dear Prudence is is there. The one I like to play on the twelve-string is "Long, Long, Long" by Off the White Album, Harrison. Uh, I mean, really... like early Rickenbacker early? twelve string. Shoot, I like "I Call Your Name." I think that's cool. Yeah. The cool, there's just the off, the off, the off beat chords that he throws in there. 
I'm just going to put this down before I play something wrong again. <laughs> well, I, yeah. I... Well, that's a good one, too. Yeah, yeah. That's a standard one, yeah. Yeah. I guess I split them because I, I don't th I think of the acoustic and the electric probably differently. Everything I do is on the 12 string, though, so it's I'm used to them all. Yeah. All right. Since you, we kind of touched on it, just to recap, what's your favorite Beatles album? Oh, well, if I had to, had to go to it, a go to no matter what, probably Revolver. But, but White Album. Right is, answer. Right answer. It's right there. Right answer. And rubber, rubber saw. Now this is the English versions. Yeah, oh yeah. If you if we talk a U.S. version, then the Revolvers lost lost a lot of its balls as soon as they took off the the Lennon songs. They did, and I, it pisses me off. Well, I can't imagine it didn't piss them off. I mean, it did obviously, but man, I mean, I, that'd be terrible. Capitol Records probably thought they were being smart by just not changing the cover and thinking well, they like, eh, they won't notice. They won't they notice. make a bunch of money. They clearly, I mean, they clearly did because it, 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 that's what, that's what the whole butcher cover was, was, was trying to their disdain for it. And yeah, I don't know. I, as a kid, I mean, it was great. You, you got all sorts of three albums a dang year. You were like, this is awesome. Three and four albums a year. What is this? Christmas? Hanukkah? Yeah. I get one for my birthday, my sister's birthday, July the 4th. I get a new, a new Beatles album. That's great. Mm -hmm. Just straight A's on my report card. I get a new Beatles album. I'm there. What's your least favorite Beatles album? Holy crimey. Gosh, is there such a thing? If you're, having, say, if you're having trouble, you can pick from... Can I say Yellow Submarine or is that another cop-out? You can say it because <laughs> I was going to say you can pick US, UK. Fuck, you can even pick those weird 70s compilations oh my gosh like and i have all rock and roll rare, music love songs rare, rarities real uh, music real music i got all of them Tw I don't, 20 greatest I hits say, with the neutered version of hey jude oh my gosh the hey jude album yeah well, that's the first time i got to hear some of those songs well i, I probably listened to and oh man I, it all depends on your gosh it really depends on your mood because it's See, I I wouldn't consider Yellow Submarine a bad album because it gave no because it's it gave it's like got, it's two all too of much my on there. it's got it's all too much and only a northern song and, yeah and uh, it's you, all you too like much the... is the Beatles at their at their what? psychedelic best you know yeah just a constant oh, uh, only northern song is pretty dang close though it's, if we got headphones on or some it's going crazy oh yeah oh, yeah but, I mean I don't I can't say I boy that's that's, that's tough. If I had, if I it's all too had, much to me. Borders almost on those, like, you know, fourteen-hour Technicolor dream type UK yeah. psych jam. Rapid fire, rapid fire trumpets going off in the sides, and mm -hmm. yeah, you're right. And I don't know that I've ever listened to the to the George Martin side. I really don't think I've ever ever listened to it. What pisses me off about that? It's they they don't even use the versions from the movie, which are better. Yeah. I, I actually well, had to take my DVD copy from 1999, put it in my computer. Luckily, it was 5.1, so I could just right. get the background Transfer music. It. And I got did the you, actual, you know, background did you, music. Did you get the, the, the song? What was it called? The Yellow Summering Songbook? Is that what it is? Well, that's well, song track. Song track, yeah. That that at least that brought back. Yeah, like it had Nowhere I, Man and for yeah, some reason, it, it, Think it, for Yourself. 
Yeah. Well, at least they put that one on there instead of yesterday again or something like that. All you need is love for the 15,000th time. Yeah. I don't know. I hate to say it, but probably if I if there was if I could only take six Beatle albums, you know, I'd I'd probably I I it probably would be please please me or or uh, with the Beatles it would probably stay really? just because I'm I can't not have Abbey Road and I gotta have Rubber Soul and Help and I've gotta have Revolver and I I gotta have the White Album I gotta have Magical Mystery. There we Tour. go. I was waiting for you I to can, say Magical Mystery Tour. Gotta I was have worried, Sergeant, and I've got to I've got to have Hard Day's Night because mm-hmm. that's a great album. I mean, I like all of them, so it's impossible for me to yeah. to say that. I if I could include the entire catalog, the whole thing, then I you know I'd yeah. drop one of the greatest hits ones that I've only that I've got a thousand times. It's like why leave the Beatles records at home when you can just leave like a Monkeys record? Oh boy, Scott's gonna come after you. I know. Well, you know. The monkeys. There's some really good monkeys up. There's yeah. There's some really good monkeys albums, but there's also a lot of bad monkey songs. Yeah, in my opinion. I don't know them well enough. Other, I mean, I have I have some greatest the greatest hits I got off Columbia House when I was a kid, and I never did really. I remember watching the monkeys a little bit. I think reruns, just like the Partridge Family, which I at least had the hot chick in it, so I was happy (laughs) about that. but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was never a you dirty dog. I'm sorry, Susan Day. She, you know, I watched a lot of Brady Bunch too. I was 13 when I was in. That's what happens. Yeah. Who is your favorite Beatle? Now that's an interesting one, because growing up, I was definitely a John Lennon guy, mm-hmm. and all through high school, was definitely a Lennon guy. On well, I'm going to make all sorts of enemies. But, uh, of course, I love McCarthy. I loved all of them, to be honest with you. But John was the one. It seemed like his words got to me the most. Mm-hmm. Seemed like as a as a kid in high school and college, the solo albums the same way. Uh, Paul, I mean, I love man. I love Red Rose Speedway. I I love Paul too. But in a certain period, Paul got just too smaltzy for me. Yeah. He just he got. You got too worried about being a big star. I can't listen and, to the Wildlife album. Well, and and that and that one's to me that was more him just trying to, you know, there wasn't anybody to say that's probably not a good idea. Yeah. And in, in defense, that's the same way with John. There's some songs that are like John. Maybe, maybe you should mellow out on on that. You know, and all of them probably. But who's going to tell McCartney? No. For me, the worst. That's why was, the Give My was, Regards to Broad Street movie was made. Because no yeah. one had the balls to tell Paul this, no. Yeah. When you get to McCartney too, I, I mean, I think every McCartney, and I do have every one of them on on vinyl. Uh, I, I every album got cuts on it that are tremendous. Mm-hmm. He can write a melody. He can sing. I mean, I got I, I would buy them just for that. But with each album that came on, I started getting worse and worse and worse. I mean, there were some songs I just could hardly stand to listen to. Mm-hmm. And it, it would drive it, not driving rain, Flaming Pie kind of brought me back. Because yeah. that one, that one, there were a whole lot more that I liked than I didn't like. Then Driving Rain pushed you back away? Yeah, I, you know, it was, yeah. But Pipes of Peace. Oh, fuck. And, and the, those, they didn't, I, I have rarely, rarely listened. And I got friends who swear, swear by it, that 
swear by those albums and but here was what I was going to get to. As the years have gone by, the older I've gotten. Just as long more, as McCartney 2 wasn't included in that list of albums that you don't like, we'll be well, good. It, 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 it wasn't one of my favorites. It really wasn't because I, I loved Back to the Egg and I was digging the lineup and I was digging all of that. And then all of a sudden it was like, well, you know, put an album where I'm doing all. It was you know, a lot of synth. There, there were songs. There was waterfalls on that one. Mm-hmm. So I love waterfalls. I love the B I like, side of waterfalls. Check my machine. See, and I, I don't even know that I've even, I don't even know that I. Well, yeah, that's yeah. I just haven't listened to it in a long time, but I remember at the time when I was a, when I first got, I was like, well, what is this? This is nothing compared to what I've been listening to. Mm-hmm. I just, some of it I did like, some of it I didn't. Maybe I need to give it a re-listen. I think you should. But. It, but as I got older, the, I never listened much to Solo George, to be honest with you, growing up, because the Hare Krishna... Really? Even God, All Things God, Must God, Pass? I know. I mean, it was all God loves, the one who loves you, and I I just was I just didn't want to hear any of that. Yeah. But you wanted to that's hear because God I was of a, Thunder. That's because I was a kid, you know, and, and, and you don't realize what he's talking about and what he's, you know, now, the art of dying, and I mean, dang, I mean all of those songs have such meaning. And then the musician side of me realizes these are the weird ass, the chords are, are alternate strange versions and inversions of it. And the timings are weird. Eastern <laughs> seven, eight, 12. I mean, I, and, and I take these road trips where I play in like a couple hours away. And, and so I put living in the material world in or, and I just, it just hits it hits home so now when you get songs like be here now and they're the ones i loved brainwashed uh i mean there there's some albums that don't have a lot of great stuff on it but i don't know if i had to pick today it's probably going to be george really and well we all know ringo's still out there he's making music Uh, he's, he's he's still doing it He's still doing it. God and, love him. I would have know, never thought Ringo would be the one who'd still be with us. I thought he'd be the first one to go with oh all yeah. the health issues. And w- with Ringo, he's still making albums, and that's the most I can say about them, uh, that they uh, are still being made. As I look over at my pile of CDs, because I've been sorting them, getting them out of the cases now, I'm putting them in sleeves so I can store them. Mm-hmm. My Ringo pile is giant, and it's because he just keeps putting stuff out. Like one, one every two years. Yeah, I mean, it's they it keeps and I hey, vertical man, I love that. That came and, out like twenty years ago. I know, but I mean, I I I had given up on Ringo by then. I I had I had bought Bad Boy, I had Ringo the Fourth, I had all of this on vinyl and wrote a they, reviewer. They, they, they did not get much listen. Honest to gosh, I tried, I tried, I tried, and they just, I just, I've learned a bunch recently because a couple of people on that come out to my Beatle night. Our big Ringo fans, and so I thought, well, I'll, I'll surprise them and play a, a deeper cut from, from one of these other ones. But when you get to Vertical Man and Ringo Rama, you know, I think Hudson was producing that, and so that, that sounded good. Way to the World is Don Waz produced that one. That was great. Love that I can't song. say I've listened. To, I just haven't listened much to. I know he's got a new one out with uh, "What's My Name" or who, something. That who, sounds. Who cares? It sounds like. A, 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 a Ringo anthem, but he's doing it. He's eighty yeah. years old. I, he he's still doing it, and that's that. You can say I that get a kick. Uh, I get a kick out of the guys that talk that that talk about McCartney's voice and saying, "Well, you know, he really can't. He should he should hang it up." And I'm like, you know, he's seventy. What is he? Seventy eight yeah. now. 
and he's out there doing he don't he don't wuss out i mean he's up there dang what he hasn't hours even almost? he hasn't even changed the keys of many of his I songs know. and i don't the thing is everybody else leaves the stage you know there's no drum solo there's he stays out there mm-hmm. i mean anybody get up here and do three hours like he does and still try to sing them maybe i'm amazed and some of that stuff well that's that's ultimate respect he could he could get thirty thousand people a show like every year uh, until he's dead if he wants have you you seen have you seen paul i have boy i i didn't for years i i had a ticket to see him in indianapolis and and they canceled and i couldn't i couldn't go and then uh the driving rain tour my dad called me out of nowhere because we i don't know you know he just said this seems like something we should do. And I said, well, I'll try to find tickets. Well, they were sold out in Cleveland and Cincinnati and Chicago. There were no tickets. And I said, the only ticket I can find is in Atlanta. And oddly enough, Phillips Arena, which was my last name. And I said, well, they're 200 some odd dollars a piece. And so me and my dad and his dad, the three of us, we, we drove to Atlanta to see him. And of course, my grandpa didn't go to the concert. He couldn't believe it. It was $200 for a damn who are you going to see? The Prince of, you know, he's from Mississippi, so he didn't understand. Well, technically, he's royalty now since he's a sir. Yeah. Yes, indeed. We gotta, I can't forget that. Yeah. But that, going to that, and I didn't think it would happen to me. I, I really, you hear, you hear stories of people getting emotional. I, I didn't think it would happen to me, but golly, he came out with, uh, I think, Hello Goodbye. I think the bass came on the screen and you say yes and mm-hmm. oh my gosh i mean goose pimples came all over me and uh next thing i know i got tears and then he goes into all my loving and i'm looking at my dad i'm saying holy crap and dad's dad's in the aisle he's going up up and down the aisle dancing and i'm I, that's just a great memory to have and then i saw him years later in indianapolis but I, my ticket was like the the guy that you get the ticket to yeah. the, uh, he just pointed see that last staircase Yes. See that stick go all the way up to the top, go to the right as far as you can. That's your seat. So I was like in another planet. Uh, I mean, there's still nosebleeds out of McCartney show are still better. Well, they, they had all of the, I mean, I, I wasn't missing any sound and I wasn't missing anything yeah. cause they had oh. screens and PA hell. I think there was a speaker 50 yards away from my face. So I saw the who like three years oh ago. Uh, nosebleeds at the uh, Van Andel Arena in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and holy shit! Holy, wait, you've played there? I, well, I haven't played that that building, no, but I've been in Grand Rapids, yeah. Yeah, but no, no, no. I haven't. I, I wasn't there with the Who or anything. Yeah. Um, but that's saying something. Seeing the Who though, because I do a lot of Who songs too. I love the early Who. Oh, yeah. Like, my favorite two Who albums are The Who, A Quick One, and uh, The Who Sell Out. Oh, The Who Sell Outs. Yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, you can hardly, there's hardly a bad, There, I don't think there is a bad song on it. Even the jingles are awesome. I know. Well, because they were ripped right from Radio London. I'm going to have to, yeah, that's another, that's another moment I have to get it's out. It's smooth. Used to- sailing with the highly successful sounds of wonderful you got all this down 
Yeah. We used to we used to play uh, substitute and stuff like that on back in the road band days. We'd we'd rock it up and play it. Oh Jesus! I still have the guitar here. Let's see. Do I know how to play substitute? No. The answer is no. <laughs> oh, there you have it for a second. <laughs> Do the three part. Oh God, damn. So how many years ago did you see The Who? Uh, about three. So it was basically the the Roger and Pete? It was the Roger and Pete show featuring uh, Zach Starkey. I was going to say, was Zach playing the drums? That's that's, that's pretty it was, unique. That, well, it didn't even have Pino Palladino on the bass, which I was kind of sad about. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, the fact that Daltry's still singing some of that Who stuff. But the only negative thing I could say about the concert... You know the scream at the end of Won't Get Fooled Again? Oh, yeah. It was playback. Uh, I was so disappointed when I learned that because it was so electrifying in the in the arena. Because I thought, is, is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? Is What's it going to sound like? He's 70-something. Yeah. And then he yeah. hit it, and it sounded just like the record. And we all went and fucking crazy. Too much like the record. Too much like the record. I think in that situation, I would have I would have just brought somebody. I would have just said, let's let's bring somebody up from the crowd. And just yell it, just scream it, mm-hmm. because just at 70, it's hard to imagine a guy doing that without or else they all should have just screamed as loud as they could or something. Yeah, that's what when I saw Kiss, that's that's oh. what they used to open. the. Yeah. They opened the when it said when the screen came, the, they dropped the the big curtain and it said meet the new boss same as the old boss which i thought that was pretty cool mm-hmm. now i really wasn't into it because it wasn't it really wasn't kiss at the time which, which kiss did you see was it tommy well, thayer to see, and eric singer yeah i got to see i got to see the reunion to the supposed last year what was that that was the original four yeah. uh and I, I've, I've i've not seen the thayer one but i i did go to Terre Haute, indiana to see kiss in 1980 was it two or three okay and we were fired creatures of the night tour oh, we were fired up eric carr and, and Vinnie vincent well i knew Carr was in there but nobody knew vincent nobody knew ace wasn't there we we got up there to like the the, the, the t-shirts were on sale and my friend was like man that ain't ace i mean he looked like ace yeah. he posed like ace he had ace down to a t but he didn't have he, the makeup some, on he had an ink on his face or something like that. And I thought, oh, my God. They had the big tank. That, oh, the Yeah, tank. had the big tank that rolled out. and. I know way too much about Kiss than I, I normally should. Well, I know. it's Well, you know, yeah. I can't ever say I was a giant. I wasn't. Uh, I didn't religiously worship him. No, I was never a card-carrying member of the Kiss Army. I went because I mean it was the big thing to do. I, I remember the the religious groups were were uh, in front of the theater or the, the the place that we went to, and the guy said, "Well, you know, it's their nights in service to Satan." And I said, "Well, Rush is royal ushers to Satan's honor." Really? And, well, and the guy freaked out. He said, "What?" And I just <laughs> made it up on the spot. I was like, "Yeah, they, you didn't hear that?" So I think I gave them a whole lot of evidence to use in their in their protest. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was right off the top of my head. I thought it was very Leninish to to be able to pull that off like oh that. Oh my god! He thought I was dead serious. I was like, no. 
Oh, wow. Hour and a half. You're going to be doing some editing. Eh, only a little bit. <laughs> I like to keep in the raw bits. All right. So, Daniel, Big D, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. Oh, it's been great talking to you, man. You got through all the troubles and all that fun stuff. Oh, and yeah. now I know what kind of what kind of stuff I'm going to have to work on before I see you again. Yeah. And then, of course, I'm going to have to have you on my new show where we talk about some album. That'll be great. Got to figure out what well, album, you, you, though. You'll play a cut and then we'll just hack it out. Well, I, 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 I try and figure out a way to play a cut, but with the copyright oh, legal, issues. Yeah, there's legal issues on there. What can you play, like six seconds of it? Do you, do you? So what do we think about yeah. that song? <laughs> or we just say, like, the next track, uh, like track seven is Do Ya. And then just talk about We'll pause for five minutes while you go to Spotify yeah. and listen to this song and we'll, then come back. We'll pause for four seconds and 28. Yeah. Oh, no, four minutes and 28 yeah. seconds. Then come back and yeah. listen to it. All right. Th- yeah, it's been it's been it's been fun. I think we I think we I thought I was going to be talking about Beatles all night. I think we ended up talking about everything else. Everything but the Beatles. Yeah. Well, we got lots of Beatles in yeah. there as well. Well, it's still a Beatles show. Yeah, it's, I, 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 it's my show. We can talk whatever the fuck we want. But Beatles fans like, I mean, that's probably one of the big struggles at Beatlefest is as the late hour gets, you're, you're so tempted. I think at the very end of Sunday night, sometimes I'll break into, you know, I'll do some Badfinger. I'll do some Harry Nielsen. Yeah. You know, Ruddles, of course, you, you throw some of that stuff in there. and But it's hard because that whole group, they all know, just like you. I mean, you start talking about music. Oh man, yeah. I totally dig this, or I totally dig that, and you don't want to get off the you don't want to get off the path, mm-hmm. especially at a Beatles fest. You don't want to get off the path. Yeah. Anyways, it's been a pleasure, Big D. Where can people find you? I, you know what? Anymore, I don't know. Uh, on online, it's uh, it's Daniel Phillips on on Facebook. There's also a Big D unplugged, but. Uh, I got some live streaming there. I'm doing Sunday, uh, Thursdays, uh, Eastern time, nine o'clock. It's a little later than, than others do it. And, uh, going to be doing that for a while. I think on Thursdays, try to hold it to a couple hours, but you know, I like to play, uh, gig wise. If you're in Southern Indiana, South, South either Illinois, I, I can't talk now. Uh, I know I just play bars and, and moose clubs and anywhere I can play backyard parties. If you haven't checked out his live streams, do it. They are they are very entertaining. Well, I appreciate that. It's, it's going to be a little bit different. I, I used used to do all requests, and I'm still going to do that. But yeah. I'm going to try to pick songs out of my list and, and just, you know, try to be more. Uh, I, I want to dig some stuff out. There Throw that some curveballs. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know you can't do all of them like that. I, I got to play some stuff that will keep people interested in it but play you know, some peter playing, frampton instead of that's a good example instead of playing show me the way i i would go and find something that still was known but you just don't hear it all yeah. a heck of a lot go back and play and some humble pie yeah yeah smoking i mean it's and it's all on 12 strings so there's a different sound and a different feel like you were playing live and let die earlier you yeah. know i'll i do that on the 12 string i'll, I'll try to emulate all that so <laughs> Apologies to everyone out there who had to listen to me try and play songs. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't pick up my guitar. We'd probably be going for three hours here. Anyways, thanks for joining. Everyone else out there, thanks for listening. You can go home. Fans of the Run is produced by Ethan Alexander.
Positional voiceovers by Richard Phillip. This has been a Showtown production.